It is 9.29 and some seconds, and it's time for Food Talk. I'm Marianne Myers, and I am here with my fabulous co-host, Linda Perkins. Good morning. My new middle name is Woohoo! <laughs> your new, your, I'm sorry, I forgot to press play on your uh, mic. Oh, my new middle name is Woohoo, Linda, Woohoo, Perkins. <laughs> what do you think of that? I like it. I like it. But I don't know. Do we have to add that on to Generous Half Cup? Because oh, then, that's right. you know, we're going to need that extra long line for whenever you have to write your name. I'm always so jealous of Vietnamese people with the last name. I don't even know how to say it, but NG, you know. Yes. Like I saw a guy with a name tag and it said L. N-G-A-L-N-G, and just how little time he has spent across his life doing his signature. (laughs) (laughs) That's so efficient, isn't it? I'm (laughs) envious. Hey, uh, what is the deal with uh, the lack of apron? I know, I know. That's why I was changing my middle name so that you would maybe not notice. I'm sorry. I not only noticed, (laughs) but now I've made a big deal about it. (laughs) I forgot my apron. But I have my, like, what would that be? Pretend apron on. Pretend apron. Oh, it's virtual. It's one of those days. (laughs) We actually need the fleece-lined aprons now. It is so cold. I, I don't know. It isn't so cold. It's 53 degrees right now on the front porch. But I porch. think it's 53 in here, so it's cold. <laughs> it's a little bit nippy. Yeah. Hey, Usually we come into the airroom and throw the windows open, know, but not anymore. Well, we did, and then, yeah, and then I, we closed the goals. Yeah, closed them right back up. <laughs> hey, did you hear that an Oregon cheese won the World yes, Cheese Awards? Yes, Rogue that Creamery yeah. Blue, yeah. the wor- Blue. world's best cheese. Isn't that amazing? First time anybody in America has won. I think 32 years they've done it in Italy, I think. But isn't that something? Yeah. I'm, it's, re- I'm really excited. I know. <laughs> I think that it's major kudos, and I also read how it has affected their sales uh, domestically and internationally well, because of course, the, world's the world's best, best cheese. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite the thing. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Maybe that's something to aspire to, being a judge at the cheese contest. Would that be oh, fabulous? No. Well, I mean, it would, but I, I don't have the skill to be able to oh, do no, that. Oh, no, no, I no, mean, me at either. All. I mean, I, I couldn't even pretend. <laughs> I mean, even like wine, you know, oh, that wine has great legs and that one has wrinkly buttocks. I can't do it, you know. I just I can't. I can only make fun of it, and that's not what they want. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's so not what they want. <laughs> so have you been cooking lately? I know you've been baking. Yeah, okay. Well, um, actually, I had kind of a cool thing happen. So um, I love to cook Asian food. I've worked in an Asian restaurant back in the 1840s. But um, something that I have always loved to make are those um, bao, yes. Chinese bao, those steamed buns. Ooh, the whole community are, loves when you do that. Yeah, filled with um, barbecued Chinese pork. And something happened a couple years ago, and I just couldn't make them anymore. I was doing everything exactly the same. So what would happen is I would open up my steamer, and the buns would be perfect, and then they would suck down into little brains, which, so they look bad, that's not a bad thing, but also, they would get very tough, and Uh and by very tough, I mean, you know, multiply by 10, really, really tough, and um, normally, they're very pillowy and soft and lovely, and it's not me being hypercritical about their texture, it's an entirely different product, it's an entirely different thing that turns into, it almost like plasticizes, and I couldn't figure it out and I would I would even like um and I thought maybe because it was cold it was winter the first time it happened but for two years this has been happening I mean I had a batch of a hundred fail every single one (gasps) I know it was so frustrating and so like I would I would take my steamers because I steam two or three bamboo steamers tall at a time always done that put a lid on it and I would take it off the 
the boiling water and, and put it in the oven so it would very slowly cool down. 45 minutes later, I'd open up and <laughs> they'd suck down into brains. I could not figure it out. And so I would go on the internet and I'd, I'd put, you know, bowel failure, bowel collapse. And I'd get these old Chinese women who would say, sometime that happened. Well, thank you so much because it happens all the time. And so finally, just a couple weeks ago, I thought, oh, maybe if I put Chinese steamed bun in there instead of bao, oh. right? Because every yes. culture has a steamed bread. That's right. Filled steamed bread thing. So I got so much more information and it turns out um, I'd been adding an extra tablespoon to, of water to my dough that that was bad, but it was just to make it like workable. But but now I need it entirely with the KitchenAid and that powerful motor, you know, yes. um, does it. So I'd been adding that tablespoon water and that was bad. That that promotes collapse. I was using too much filling. The wet filling promotes collapse. Oh. And you have to take the steamer lid off while it is still on the boiling water. What? Well, that's I, I know. And that's totally like um, counterintuitive to me. And then in a restaurant, we would always, you know, take them over to the counter and take the lid off. But you think about working in a restaurant, that's like working in a lava factory. You know how hot restaurants yes. are, you know, kitchens. Yes. I mean, it's like, it's just like working, you know, in a, in, in a sauna. I mean, really, it's always so hot in a kitchen. And so I think that's why it didn't matter that we did it there because my house, I'm cheap. I mean, I, <laughs> I keep my house in the mid 60s because I don't want to pay for for, you know, the electricity to heat the house. So um, anyway, or the oil. How do we do it? I don't know. We have a bunch of different furnaces. <laughs> the magic. Yeah, the magic. It I costs money. I for the magic. <laughs> but anyway, so I made some so, successful bow. And, oh, uh, my God. Several it's... batches. And, and it was just so exciting because I loved having them in the freezer all the time. Yes. Know? So anyway, when you have three different things you're doing wrong, of course it's hard when you're trying to change one thing at a time to figure out what it is, but that's what it was. And yeah, so many people on the internet helped me. It was great. It wow. was really great. I'm so glad to hear that you're making bow again. Oh, Although, yeah. I mean, I, I just remember when you used to uh, bake for the world and, uh, <laughs> and, um, I would buy bags of a dozen of those things and put them in the freezer just for that reason because you can yeah. take one out and have this fabulous... Um, just microwave it or steam a bunch yes. of them, yeah. <laughs> so delicious. One of my favorite things. Yeah, I really like them a lot. Well, what you been cooking? Um, I've been... Uh, well, I've been making a pie. Oh, yeah. Hey, there's that fundraiser. Yeah, uh, the North Coast Food Web is doing a fundraiser and um, as thank you gifts for people who pitch in... Um, I'm making them a pie, and we have a choice of four pies, and they can choose one and uh, have it for the holidays or whenever the heck they want it. They basically get a coupon that they can uh, redeem for a pie at some point. Hey, can you talk about that cranberry one? Yes. I, uh, you know, this is one of those. I saw it. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous. And I got to say that Caitlin, one of the uh, our fabulous staff at North Coast Food Web, um, uh, texted me after she uh, because I took it it was still a little bit warm I said it's ready for its uh, close-up but you can't <laughs> she's such a good photographer she is you cannot slice it until it's fully cool um, and so much later maybe even the next day she texted me and said uh, I tasted the <laughs> I cut the cranberry pie I tasted the cranberry pie and it was so delicious. I heard angels sing. Oh. And I said, really? We have angels? We should charge more. Definitely. <laughs> angels. <laughs> but so that's good because that was a trial. Um, 
cranberry tarts tend to all look the same visually, but the recipes are kind of different. And I wanted to try this one recipe that is a cranberry curd with a lot of lime zest and lime in it. And the crust is... um, Lovely. It's ginger snaps and pecans. <laughs> but on top. But the, uh, no, that's the crust. And then the curd, it's filled with cranberry curd. And then it's got little um, uh, steamed and sugared cranberries on top. So it's re- really pretty and They're sparkly. They're so beautiful. Yeah, sparkly. I mean, it's an absolutely gorgeous tart pie, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> yeah. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's really pretty. So I'm happy about that one. Um, the other pies I'm making are ones that I have made before. Well, not all of them, because uh, one of our neighbors at uh, the Food Web came over the other day and said, I have uh, 35 quarts of blackberries in the freezer that I picked <laughs> right there, and he points, and they're the little tiny blackberries. <gasps> oh, you're so lucky. And um, so I said, I'll, we'll take them, and I'll make you a pie, which now I have to do. <laughs> but um, I... You know, blackberry pie is completely delicious, but not so gorgeous. Yeah. You know how they are? They're not so gorgeous. So um, I decided that I wanted something that looked better, and I found this uh, pistachio custard blackberry pie. Really? That is so beautiful. And it has um, um, a milk crust, which is interesting. It's uh, the... the, um, Liquid in the pie pastry is milk. Okay. Other than that, I think with the exception of it also has like I think a tablespoon or a couple teaspoons of sugar in the pastry, which I normally wouldn't put sugar in pie Mm -hmm. pastry. But I followed the recipe. It's really beautiful. Um, It's a cooked egg custard that um, you... uh, you don't even par bake the crust. You just put it in the thing oh, nice. and dock it, okay. and then uh, layer the blackberries on the bottom of the crust, and then pour the custard on top. And as it bakes, the some of the blackberries float to the top so that you see them. Okay, you know they're there. in the finished okay. pie. And then I I just garnished it with with whole blackberries but it's really pretty so okay. I can't I wait to hear uh, because Caitlin is the official she's the official f- uh, photographer and documentarian and, and then, test monkey yes exactly <laughs> so I can't wait to talk to her tonight because that is a very it pretty pie gorgeous. yeah and I didn't have pistachios and you know the old use what you have I only had hazelnuts but I think that would be good too mm-hmm. I don't know we'll see well it's kind of cool because the the thing about the cranberry pie tart are you calling it a pie or tart? Well, I put it I I called it a tart just because I did it in a tart yeah, pan okay, good, because yeah. it's got the cracker crust yep, and yep. it's easy to do in yeah. a tart pan. Ginger snap, yeah. Okay, so just so y'all didn't think it was Ritz. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> so um the thing about that is it looks so holiday. Yeah, you know it, it, there's so many pies out there, but if you show up. On, on Thanksgiving with an apple pie, it's an apple pie. It, it's and I'm it's delicious, but it just doesn't say this is a holiday, you know. No. And, and that's what that that tart did is it just really looked like a holiday. Yeah, it was so gorgeous. It's really pretty, and I think that I mean you have to do a pumpkin pie around yeah, uh, holidays yeah. because you kind of have to. I don't know why, but I you have our, to. At our house, both pecan and pumpkin. Yeah, there's just that says Thanksgiving. So I just made my usual bourbon pun- pumpkin pie that which is basically. 
a traditional pumpkin pie filling with the addition of a couple tablespoons of bourbon, which gives it a kind of, and some sour cream. Okay, nice. Uh, so it gives it a nice texture and a little bit of... Adult flavor. <laughs> yeah, well, I, it, it's just like unidentifiable, but just slightly different. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I found a another, this was like a mosh up of... Uh, three different pumpkin pie recipes, but I found one that had a, a pepita, a pumpkin seed streusel on top. And oh, so what a I, good idea. I did that. And I bet it's pretty. It's It doesn't look like your traditional pumpkin pie. And also, bonus, if your pumpkin pie cracks as it cools, which pu- custard pies sometimes mm-hmm. do, uh, no one knows because it's oh, got a streusel <laughs> top on it. So, hey. Anyway, I- if you're looking for... Um, Holiday pie, go to northcoastfoodweb.org and check it out. I saw a a recipe for pumpkin uh, crisp, and that sounds good. I never thought to make that, but it sounds really good. good. Hey, speaking of the food web, um, right before Thanksgiving, we don't um, have egg day on Thursday because that's Thanksgiving. Oh, that's right. We're going to have it Tuesday. That's right. So that uh, last week of uh, November. Uh, if you are a regular um, egg day shopper, then you know that it's every Thursday at Goo-goo the food web. Tube. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and uh, and that there's ever so much more than um, eggs available. But uh, the week of uh, the 25th, Thanksgiving being on the 28th, we can't be there on Thursday because we'll all be uh, at our various houses overeating. So <laughs> Tuesday that week, Tuesday for egg day, nine to. Four at North Coast Food Web on 18th Street in Astoria. Nice. Yeah. Nice. What are you doing for the holidays? Um, um, I am not totally sure yet. Usually we, um, together, we, we uh, you and I and our respective spouses, um, poor or otherwise, go, <laughs> go um, and, and have like a, f- a Friendsgiving, which I really like. A I whole do bunch too. of us together, and that's a lot of fun. I do too. I just have to make sure that I'm not leaving family members out to dry yeah that's that's the big thing yeah (laughs) i have actually um volunteered to bring a green bean casserole oh my gosh that's so funny because it's coming thanksgiving's coming up and i think about you know yeah how how there are things that are very good and there's always such good ideas on the internet but i think what people want is is stuff that they're nostalgic for yep. do you know what I mean and yep. my mom used to make not a green bean casserole but a broccoli one and I think the recipe was a bag of frozen broccoli a can of cream of mushroom soup yep. a bunch of cheese and there was one other thing <laughs> yeah you know uh, yeah and, and just just nothing you know but but it's a, a nostalgic thing you're yeah. nostalgic for the things that you that... got and in the in the late fall, you're not going to have fresh green beans. Sorry. Oh, yeah. And a can of mushrooms. So, that was the other thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. A can of mushrooms. Woo-hoo. Well, I'm going to try to, I'm going to, uh, I'm going to test some recipes between now and then because I think that I have in the past, but in the dim, deep, dark past, um, I have made green bean casserole from scratch that was really lovely with okay. sauteed mushrooms and, yeah. you know, a real uh, bechamel mm-hmm. and blah, blah. And that would be really good. I think I'm going to do that. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try. And okay. I'm going to take a cranberry tart because, you know. Oh, because it's so gorgeous. Oh. <laughs> Yay, I get to try it. But a Friendsgiving is the best because yeah. everybody brings something. And it's always something that... that 
is good you know if they're if people are just making one thing and they care about the people that they're with generally they make something really good and and that's that's really fun to have everything be really good like when i make thanksgiving dinner i boil some corn and i boil some peas just for the color on the table but they're not the best that i can do you know (laughs) (laughs) and um and that's the thing about friendsgiving that's really nice we should uh, remind everybody that they're listening to Food Talk on Coast Community Radio, and that Food Talk is a co-production of Coast Community Radio and North Coast Food Web. I'm Marianne Myers, and I'm here with Linda Perkins, as I always am. <laughs> <laughs> uh, are, is there one thing that you just cannot not have for a Thanksgiving dinner? You know, um, kind of, yeah. And um, nobody else likes it. Um, <laughs> I'm from Minnesota, and I love wild rice, and it's just a wild rice salad. Salad. And it's a cold salad oh, I love with like a vinaigrette rice. on it. So that's oh. the base of it. And then there's artichoke hearts and tomatoes and onions and um, red peppers. And just um, it's just something that I really love. But I've brought it to Friendsgiving before. And the bowl is exactly the same size. Was when, I when there? We're done, I, don't, I don't. I mean, I remember it was I a few totally years ago. And, except for the spoon that I took, you know, because <laughs> it's this mm, gray. I mean, you know, it doesn't yeah. look appealing. And, but oh, I just love it. And I, I do really, really like wild rice. And so that's the one thing that I always crave. Yep. For me, it's scalloped onions. But I never take them See, now, because... I never knew until Friendsgiving that that was a traditional um, Thanksgiving thing. I'd never been to anybody's house when they had them. And then I remember Jean-Marc would always make them. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I it seems like the, the one... Um, you know, there's like two or three things that you can't not have, yeah. like dressing. You yeah, gotta have yeah. gravy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you gotta have cranberries in some form, and you gotta turkey. have, uh, <laughs> yeah, maybe turkey. Although I, I have been to ham Thanksgiving dinners before. Really? Yeah, I never have. <coughs> yeah. Huh. Um, I, I, frankly, the the meat entree is like the least important thing to me yeah. when I'm like going down the buffet line. Yeah. I, that's yeah. you know, if there might be a corner left, I will have some, but I'd much rather have potatoes and gravy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I made uh, fried chicken last oh, night. Oh, did you really? Yes. How did I, it turn out? I it it turned out really really good. And how did uh, you make? It? I just got some um, nice organic. Uh, chicken thighs with skin and bones still in. And all I did was in grapeseed oil because it's got that high... Smoke point. Yeah. Um, I, I just, you know, got a really good crust on them and then put the put a lid on them for a little while to make sure they were done inside. But um, Tom said, wow, the seasoning on this is really good. And I was like, oh, I got it. I have to tell the truth. But the seasoning was salt and pepper. Woohoo! <laughs> I think the seasoning was, you know, the chicken exudes this fabulous, yeah. uh, it's like a chicken's version of melted butter. Yeah. It's so good. And instead of putting um, butter in the mashed potatoes, I just used some of the pan drippings. Oh, that's so smart. It was really good. Because it's good. pretty, I mean, it's, close to duck fat you know yeah very close yeah maybe not quite as copious yeah <laughs> but yeah really uh it was i i thought to myself i wonder why i don't do this more often i usually do something more uh, contrived with chicken did you did you flour them or anything nothing nothing you just um salted and peppered them and put them in the pan okay yep, skin side down until it got really brown and crispy and then flipped it okay. until it got really brown and crispy 
put a lid on it for a little while, the lid then steams it and it makes it not as crispy. So then once I took the lid off, I uh, jacked up the heat and it like uh, sticking something under the broiler for a minute okay. to crisp it up. But it was really good and it made me go, duh, why don't I do that? Because next to <laughs> yeah. roast chicken, that's about the easiest thing you can do. Yeah. So uh, revelation about something I kind of knew but didn't, I don't know what made me. What made me fry that chicken? I don't know. <laughs> I think sometimes like when I do stuff like that, you get the aerosolized grease around the kitchen. And I well, think you that's do. why I don't do it so much. It's it's such a cleanup. And it's not each time. I mean, there's cleanup, but it's the every four times, you know, the the air vents and the. Yeah, no kidding. Everything. I know. The whole entire stove I know. ledge and everything. The fan is up. on yeah. high. Yeah. <laughs> and then later, I, you know, I just go around to clean the surfaces and everything is so shiny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. That's a big reason not to. But um, with fried chicken, I don't. you don't have to have a half inch of oil. You just have to have a yeah. skim on the, you have to cover the bottom of the skillet, yeah, but yeah. not to any depth. So it's not as bad as, uh, I don't know what, French fries or something, <laughs> I guess. Hey, Dale got this roll of tape off the internet and it's it's thick and it's clear and it's permanently temporary so it's kind of like that stuff when you get like a flyer from costco and you open it and there's that oh yeah you know it's kind of like that but it's in tape form and um it's about three meters of tape on a roll and the roll is thick because the stuff itself is thick the tape and you can um you cut a piece off you can use it and you can wash it like if if it gets dirty. yeah so interesting right because it's a, a property of the thing itself, not an adhesive on it that makes it sticky. But anyway, um, in my kitchen, I have, are they compression mats? You know, those, yes, those gel you, mats? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have gel mats, but then they're so ugly, I have rugs on top of them. And what he did is he taped everything down, and it stays exactly where... I put it and it has for weeks now, and it's just the best thing. And it so he taped the rug to the mat. He taped the mat to the floor, and then okay. he taped the the rug is wider than the the mat, and so then he taped the um, rug to the floor also over the mat. But uh-huh. everything just stayed perfectly. And Ooh. so if you have wandering mats or rugs anywhere in your kitchen, that stuff worked just great. And it doesn't. Um, I. I have seen the adhesive back stuff that you put on rugs, no, uh-uh. but I don't want to do that to my beautiful no. floor. No, the tape itself is clear, completely see-through, and quite thick. I mean, I would think it's a couple, three millimeters thick, and then it's on a roll. And, and so you just get, you know, like um, a popular roll is one meter, like three feet, and a popular roll is three meters, nine feet. And um, um, it seems like that's very little, but you just cut a square of it uh-huh. and, and just put it between the floor and the rug you're not like taping it over the rug those you know? yeah, um, it works great. small mats and rugs are notorious yeah. for uh, wandering you know, in and injuring people i mean oh, it's yeah, one of the too, common yeah. things to trip on yeah. um as we get old and infirm <laughs> well i've been infirm for a long time but you add age and then really <laughs> seriously it's bad i think about that a lot we used to have a very old dog who couldn't walk uh, through the house because of the hardwood floors. She just couldn't do it. And so we, Tom went to uh, our local warehouse store and bought like 87,000 <laughs> rubber-backed throw rugs, and we would like put them end-to-end and make kind of landing strips all, <laughs> all through the house so she could. But I was always envisioning myself just, you know, doing something tragic and breaking everything 
that you needed. <laughs> yes, because of all those throw rugs. Yeah, yeah they, they are, are definitely a tripping hedge. And it's true, you can tell by the number of rugs you have in your house how old your dog is. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I saw a, um, a new, um, I saw something on Kickstarter, uh, like a, a new kind of uh, grocery store. Really? So, yeah, and actually, uh, I thought it was kind of intriguing. So it's it's a, a, a Kickstarter um, grocery store, and it works kind of like Costco, where you have a membership fee. And then um, they say they have spent years um, finding the best of everything. So it's kind of like those single-origin spices. Oh, right. So, like they say, you go to the store, and you're not offered 20 different kinds of tomato soup. They have one kind of tomato soup. Um, you know, they produce it and package it and, um, and there's no shipping. I think that's what the, um, the fee is for, but the, the membership fee, but I thought it was a really intriguing idea. So they're, they're getting like Michelin chefs to, to, you know, make their recipes and they're getting great bakeries in New York to bake their bread and, and, um, shipping the stuff all over the country. But, um, it's a pretty intriguing idea to, to, a, a lot of the sh- the stores with memberships, like like if you buy something, you know that it's probably going to be good, and there's just not that stress about which one of these should I choose. You know, you uh-huh, know what I mean. Uh-huh. So it sounds like it has that, but it's groceries. Interesting. Yeah. Anyway, I'd never seen anything like it. I think it's a new idea. Yeah, I haven't heard of it before. Yeah. I mean, we have a lot. We have an untold number nationally of uh, high end groceries that. Mm-hmm purport to have the best of everything but it's there but it's a wide selection of yes, the best of yes. everything and i don't think a wide selection is bad this is just different yeah you know? it's very interesting and um and also it's not like you're choosing which brand is best it's all their brand yeah. i like the whole idea yeah, I, the I, only I, thing i don't like about it is the shipping part you know what i mean i yeah. don't want to have things travel forever especially in a styrofoam cooler. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's the part well, well, that, yeah, that always things, gets there's me. There's that and then the garbage that it creates, yeah. the waste that it creates. But they, it's free two-day shipping, and they say uh, everything will survive absolutely fine in the container with the ice that they put in there, whatever it is, cold packs for three days. So Interesting. Yeah. Well, yeah. I have to check out Kickstarter and see <laughs> what that's all about. <laughs> um, so... I got to say uh, real quick in uh, support of Egg Day that um, you are now there with oh, all, yeah. all your fabulous baking. I've been baking bread and cakes for, for Egg Day. It's fun. I like it. Yeah. I get to um, sit. <laughs> yeah. Hooray. We love that. <laughs> I, I, and also, uh, one of the things that I love, uh, because Egg Day is really a... Um, it is really a forum for our local food producers to meet their market mm-hmm. or expand their market a little bit. That's the whole point of it is that we all get really good, healthy, fresh food. And we also put our uh, food dollars into the local agricultural economy. That's the thing about it. Uh, but this time of year, as the produce, the locally grown por- produce diminishes or mm-hmm. changes to uh you know, not the huge selection that we have mm-hmm. during summertime. Uh, we're getting more value-add uh, products from our farmers, the uh, preserves and pickles and ferments and 
all of that great stuff that you put in your pantry for the winter and uh, have whenever yeah. you want. Gosh, it. the pickles at Egg Day are so good. I know oh. they're so good. Oh. I know people have it's almost uh, the pickles. pickles are like becoming like the eggs where they sell out early and then people come and are all pouty. Yeah, pouty about the pickles. <laughs> but you can't just whip up a, a jar. You know, it's not like the eggs where the next morning there's going to be more <laughs> eggs. It's not like that. No. So you got to be patient about the pickles. But I also have discovered how uh opinionated we as humans are about what we think is the perfect pickle oh yeah yeah and and i have such memories as a child of going to those sunday church bazaars and all the old ladies that make their pickles and they were just so delicious and then getting some and being so pickle happy you know yes and it's just like that it's just like that it's not anything like store pickles are so good yeah they're so good I just had a pickle snack yesterday. I got really hungry, and I just got out like four little uh, square crackers, like, uh, I don't know, Triscuit-sized crackers, mm-hmm. and put a round of pickle on each one <laughs> and just stood there and ate them. That was like, oh, that was good. I mean, that was like the perfect it, – it was like a substitute for a candy bar, really. <laughs> it was so good. Yeah, pickles. I don't want to make them, but I definitely want to eat them. So I love having a regular access to something yeah. luscious like that. Yeah. I remember I had one grandma who made such great pickles, and the other grandma was jealous of the attention that her pickles <laughs> got. And so she tried to make pickles, and oh, man, they were not delicious. There's so but, many ways oh, it could go wrong. Oh, and it went so wrong. I just remember, oh. <laughs> Did you have to eat them? Because yes, Grandma... we did. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we had to smile. <laughs> Thank you, Grandma. Oh, my gosh. I have uh, nightmares about that, about, like, offering somebody something that they, they... People are so polite. Yeah. They always tell you it's delicious. Yeah. And you sometimes you just know it's not. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I just fear it's not. And those are the fears that come back to you in the to wee hours, you. you know, See, where yeah. you wake up and go, ah, geez. Yeah, Dale will always say that something's delicious. But if he says it four times, I know he really means oh, it. <laughs> that's the key then. Yes. Okay. It's delicious. Nope. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tom nope. always says thank you for the fill in the name of the meal. Okay. Uh, breakfast, dinner, whatever. Always says thank you for it, but uh, sometimes he adds, "It was delicious." Um, so, I don't know. I'm. I. I don't know. I think that husbands in self defense are uniformly polite. <laughs> well, I think he's so worried. I'm going to make him cook if he doesn't like it. <laughs> That's what I think the real the fear is. The only thing worse than uh, questionable food. <laughs> it is uh, 10 o'clock. No. I know. But we'll be back in two weeks. Okay. Linda and Perkins. then we'll talk heavy Thanksgiving. <laughs> then we'll be up to our necks in it. Oh, my gosh. I want to remind everybody. I get to remind everybody that you are listening to Coast Community Radio, KMUN, Astoria, 91.9 FM, KTCB, Tillamook, 89.5 FM. We're streaming at coastradio.org, which, by the way, is where you will find podcasts of Food Talk and many other programs. And we're on your mobile using the TuneIn app. Stay tuned. Coming your way, NPR News headlines, and then John Stevenson and Lost Highways.